in a world where frauds and scams can be disguised as legitimate opportunities and anyone can be a self-proclaimed business expert. Who do you trust? Before you invest time or money, listen in to make sure your business is in the clear. Welcome to the In The Clear Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Reckla, and today we're excited because we're talking to one of the members of the Clear Business Directory, Russell Weigel. Russell is a securities attorney. His business is in the investment attorneys, and I'm super excited to have him here because he brings a plethora of information to the business world that if you're raising capital, if you've ever dealt with bringing in investors, it's so important to have somebody on your side who knows what it is that they are doing. And I've met Russell at CEO Space at the Business Acceleration Network and Summit. And Russell is the real deal. He's not only down to earth, but he's extremely knowledgeable and he's here to join us and share a little bit about what he's doing in the world and how he can help you with your business. Russell, welcome to the show. Thank you, Justin. Awesome. We're so excited to have you here. Can you share with your listeners a little bit about your background and exactly what it is you do? Of course. Well, as you mentioned, I'm an attorney and I've been practicing securities law for the last 26 years. And of that 10 and a half years I spent with the federal government as an enforcement attorney with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. And in that capacity, I served many different roles from investigator to litigator to management supervisor. And so over the course of the 10 years, I became fluid with the mindset of the SEC. And it's that background that I brought into private practice and a lot of the techniques, but mindsets and approach to handling securities transactions and in doing particularly defense work against protecting clients against investigations and litigation from the SEC. But those are the primary areas of my practice are doing uh, securities transactions for both private and public companies. I represent both. I also represent people in the financial services industry. Most of those representations involve, there are compliance matters we deal with, but a lot of them are arbitration defense or investigation defense. And then of course, we handle anybody who's in the industry or out of the industry, but that happens to get in the crosshairs of the SEC somehow. I am, I believe, one of the most effective defense counsel in the country for handling those matters. We have a lot of clients that come to us that are raising capital and they do their due diligence on the people that they're getting involved with. But it's so important to have somebody, especially somebody like yourself, who's got hands-on experience working directly with the Securities Exchange Commission, because as we all know, they can be quite the bulldogs if you're not doing things right. And so having somebody who's got kind of an inside view as to what to do, how to do it, and what not to do is extremely powerful. Having somebody on on your team that can assist you and guide you along the way and really set you up for success, because I know as an entrepreneur, it can be so easy to think you know everything about raising capital and the ins and outs, but there's so much to it and so much complexity to raising capital, what you can do, what you can't do, and what you can say and what you can't say. It's really easy to get yourself into trouble. We've seen it over and over again with the clients that we work with. So knowing that they've got access to you in the clear business directory is a huge, huge deal. And it's just going to make their team 
becomes more powerful by having you a part of it. Well, thank you. Just to clarify, in my world, all my clients are innocent. <laughs> and they oftentimes get crossways with the government, even when they are innocent, even when they think they're doing things correctly and may have done things correctly and may in fact be innocent. It is an adversarial regulatory system that we have. And it's not one uh, where you can easily, because frankly, there's no mediation provision in the securities laws. There's no pass that sometimes people might get if they were arrested, maybe on a first time basis, they might be able to get pretrial diversion and get out of it. That never happens in the securities world. (laughs) No, no. And like you said, it is kind of adversarial and you could do everything right and still find yourself in trouble. That's why it's so important to have somebody who's knowledgeable about the ins and outs of that system to have somebody like you on their team. So, Russell, one of the things that we'd like to ask everybody that comes on the show here is if there was just one thing you would wish your prospective clients could ask you or would ask you before they engage you and bring you onto their team, what would that question be? What I wish? From like a due diligence perspective, that know your client due diligence. What is the one thing that you want your clients to know about you that you want them to be asking about you and your business? Well, I'm not sure if it's something I want them to ask, but I have a threshold amount of disclosure that I require of all clients that are doing offerings or intending to do a capital raise and for which they're hiring my firm to assist them. And we have a very detailed questionnaire that we ask all the officers and directors to execute and return at the threshold of the engagement. And if we don't get it back, we just don't take the engagement because these answers, we expect them to be truthful to their counsel. But we need the answers anyway, because if we're going to be drafting disclosure documents that are going to be used to present to investors, prospective investors, then we want to know that we've got a complete disclosure because we're going to be the ones drafting the biographical information on them. And if there are hiccups in their background, we need to know it so we can decide how to deal with it rather than having our client not tell us. And then something that somebody can say later is material background information is omitted from the disclosure document because they didn't want to let us know about it. That ends up oftentimes being a toehold for a fraud case. So we just don't want to go down that road and we want to just start off the right way. And we have done very complicated disclosure matters where people have had histories with the SEC before or criminal convictions or litigation in the financial area or bankruptcies and things like that. And we're able to get around these issues, but we just have to be aware of them. And so that's a threshold for us. Well, I love it because that's the transparency expedites trust and it makes doing business, regardless of what you're doing, so much easier. And especially in a situation, like you said, is having your clients be transparent is so important. And I love that fact that you model that for them because you are part of the clear business directory and everybody can go on there and, and take a look at your report, read your transparency report, know who you are, know what you've done. So you model that for your clients. So that's extremely important in business. I think we're seeing a huge shift in more and more businesses coming online with that transparency piece because it just makes things so much easier when dealing with clients, with dealing with situations and just business in general. 
Well, I agree with you. And in our world, in the securities world in particular, it's a requirement of the industry and anybody who is participating in it, anybody who's seeking capital and whether or not the client is a startup company and they're not planning on doing a full-blown offering document, it doesn't matter because we still need to know who they are and what their background is. And we just need to have all the cards on the table so that we can do our job the most effective way we know how. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And speaking of transparency, is there anything in your business history, your business past, something that you may have experienced that maybe you wish you could go back and do over again, or just something that was unique that really shaped where you're at today in your business? Hmm. Something that was really unique. Well, I can tell you that, well, I can think of a couple of examples where one time in a family matter, I was trying to seek appointment as a guardian ad litem. And I had other family members who (laughs) weren't too happy about it and made false and damaging reports to the court that had appointed me a guardian ad litem, which the court then turned around and appointed an investigator, a criminal investigator, to investigate me and then make a report to the court. And so I can say that I have been investigated and... So for my clients that may be facing that kind of a scenario from the SEC or, and certainly I've done this as an enforcement attorney for most of my SEC career being on that side of the table, but having been with a gun pointed at you, that was a six month matter that ended up working out just fine, of course, but it was still probably one of the most unpleasant professional things I've ever had to deal with and ended up backfiring on the relatives who complained because they got in trouble with the court and so forth. Cause yeah, you imagine. No, imagine. I, I, it's so neat that you got to experience that because I, I think that really puts you in somebody else's shoes. So if you've got a client that is going through that, you know exactly how they feel because you got to experience that for yourself. And that's neat in the sense that it really allows you to be able to connect with those people and see it from their perspective and gives you a whole other understanding. And like you said, you've been on the other side of it as well when you were enforcing it as well. So you know both sides. So that experience in of itself is invaluable valuable when it comes to hiring a securities attorney such as yourself. And there's a lot, I think you bring a lot of unique experiences to the table that other securities attorneys don't necessarily have. Well, I'll tell you that that experience was humbling, if nothing else. And it's true. I can easily hold the hand of my client and walk through the valley of death with them because that's oftentimes in those situations what it feels like. Your whole world is at issue and you don't know where to turn and you need somebody you can trust implicitly who's going to be there for you. And frankly, that's when we litigate, when I litigate, I bring all that to the table because I fight like hell for my clients because I know what they're going through. And that's how we play the game. Yeah, exactly. And Russell, I know you are a mentor to so many and an educator as well. And I know you love sharing your knowledge of the securities industry. Is there one piece of advice that you would like to share with our listeners and your prospective clients about what they should be doing, how they should be doing it when it comes to raising capital? Well, I wrote an entire book on this subject and it's called Capital for Keeps. And the book is designed to assist entrepreneurs and executives in thinking how and planning through a potential capital raise. It doesn't tell them 
how to do a capital raise because there's plenty of people out there that'll tell you how to do it. But from a legal perspective, it gives them really the full gamut of what they're looking at in terms of risks. And it gives them a description of the exemptions from registration that they're going to have to work through. And their attorneys may or may not explain it to them, but this gives them all of the background and arms them for conversations with their attorneys to help them think about the process and maybe give them other options they might not have been aware of. So I think that book is a very important first step in, not that everybody's going to read it, but the book takes you through what I would take a client through in terms of initial education about the process, what the lawyer has to do, and what they should expect in the legal side of things that they're getting into. And the reason that I think is important, and the reason I wrote the book in the first place is because I did it as more of a warning Mm-hmm. because in my defense practice, I run across people all the time who have made just simple mistakes. And if they knew in advance what they were getting into and what the potential consequences are, and did they really want to do this? And were there alternatives to them that they could have considered? And why did it have to be this way? If they could have avoided walking into the so-called shark-infested waters unknowingly, uh, some of them would have avoided it. And I'm not trying to say you shouldn't raise capital. I'm probably as much of a capitalist as anybody. But there are folks who might not approach things the same way if they were more educated about the process. And I certainly want to (laughs) minimize the number of people that show up in my door needing defense assistance. (laughs) That's really the goal, because it seems to me that some of these things could be preventable by folks who are better educated. And so that's, I guess, the point of that. Get some understanding, make sure this is what you want to do, and then get counsel throughout the whole process of doing the capital raise from planning to execution to make sure you stay well within the guidelines because we don't want any of our clients deviating and that's the safest thing they can do. And we want them to be successful. We want them to raise the capital. We want their business to flourish and we want to be their clients for the entire duration of their corporate lives. So that's our goal. We prefer to be their transactional attorneys rather than their defense counsel. (laughs) I would imagine. I would imagine it's a completely different ballgame when you're coming in and doing transactions versus having to defend somebody. And I think you're right. The education piece, especially when raising capital, is is so, so important just because there's got so many moving parts. You could ask yourself, okay, is this what you want to do? The complexities that are involved in it's important to understand what it really takes to raise capital, to raise that kind of money. So super exciting stuff. Russ, is there a place that people can go and take a look at your website and maybe learn more about your book, Capital for Keeps? Yes. The website for the law firm is www.investmentattorneys.com. Attorneys is plural. And the book has its own website, which is www.capitalforkeeps, spelled out. Capital and then F-O-R and then K-E-E-P-S.com. Fantastic. Well, Russell, thank you so much for being on the show today. I look forward to seeing you again at an upcoming Business Acceleration Summit out in Florida. They get also a CEO space here coming up in March. Again, you can take a look at Russell. Find him on his website at investmentattorneys.com or check out his profile inside the Clear Business Directory at clearbusinessdirectory.com. Russell, thank you for being on the show today. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. This was awesome. Appreciate it. Fantastic. And again, before you get involved with anybody, make sure that their business is in the clear. If you or your business has been ripped off by a fraud or scam, visit in the clear and let us know.